0: CHAPTER One OF HERMAN AND DOROTHEA This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by phone. HERMAN AND DOROTHEA by Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, Translated by Ellen Frothigum Calliope Faith and Sympathy HERMAN AND DOROTHEA Truly, I have never seen the market and street so deserted, how as if it were swept looks the town or had perished not fifty are there methinks of all our inhabitants in it remaining what will not curiosity do here is every one running hurrying to gaze on the sad procession of pitiful exiles fully a league it must be to the causeway they have to pass over yet all are hurrying down in the dusty heat of the noonday i in good sooth would not stir from my place to witness the sorrows borne by good fugitive people who now with their rescued possessions driven alas from beyond the rhine their beautiful country over to us are coming and through the prosperous corner roam of this our luxuriant valley and traverse its windings well hast thou done good wife our son in thus kindly dispatching, laden with something to eat and to drink and with store of old linen amongst the poor folk to distribute for giving belongs to the wealthy how the youth drives to be sure what control he has over the horses makes not our carriage a handsome appearance the new one with comfort four could be seated within with a place on the box for the coachman this time he drove by himself how lightly it rolled round the corner thus as he sat at his ease in the porch of his house on the market unto his wife was speaking mine host of the golden lion thereupon answered and said the prudent intelligent housewife father i am not inclined to be giving away my old linen since it serves many a purpose and cannot be purchased for money when we may want it to-day however i gave and with pleasure many a piece that was better indeed in shirts and in bedclothes, for i was told of the aged and children who had to go naked but wilt thou pardon me father thy wardrobe has also been plundered and in especial the wrapper that has the east indian flowers made of the finest of chintz and lined with delicate flannel gave I away it was thin and old and quite out of the fashion thereupon answered and said with a smile the excellent landlord faith i am sorry to lose it my good old calico wrapper Real East Indian stuff, I never shall get such another. Well, I had given up wearing it. Nowadays, custom compels us always to go in search it, and never appear but in jacket, always to have on our boots, forbidden our nightcap and slippers. See, interrupted the wife, even now some are yonder returning, who we'll have beheld the procession. It must then already be over. Look at the dust on their shoes and see how their faces are glowing every one carries his kerchief and with it is wiping the sweat off not for a sight like that would i run so far and so suffer through such a heat in sooth enough shall i have in the telling thereupon answered and said with emphasis thus the good father rarely does weather like this attend such a harvest as this is we shall be bringing our grains in dry as the hay was before it not the least cloud to be seen so perfectly clear is the heaven and with delicious coolness the wind blows in from the eastward that is the weather to last over-ripe are the cornfields already we shall begin on the morrow to gather our copious harvest constantly while he thus spoke the crowds of men and women grew who their homeward way were over the market-place wending and with the rest there also returned his daughters beside him back to his modernized house on the opposite side of the market foremost merchant of all the town their opulent neighbor rapidly driving his open barouche it was builded in landau lively now grew the streets for the city was handsomely peopled many a trade was therein carried on and large manufactures under their doorway thus the affectionate couple were sitting pleasing themselves with many remarks on the wandering people finally broke in however the worthy housewife exclaiming yonder our pastor see is hitherward coming and with him comes our neighbour the doctor so they shall everything tell us all they have witnessed abroad and which tis a sorrow to look on cordially then the two men drew nigh and saluted the people sat themselves down on the benches of wood that were placed in the doorway shaking the dust from their feet and fanning themselves with their kerchiefs then was the doctor as soon as exchanged for the mutual greetings first to begin and said almost in a tone of vexation such is mankind forsooth and one man is just like another liking to gape and to stare when ill luck has befallen his neighbour every one hurries to look at the flames as they soar in destruction runs to behold the poor culprit to execution conducted now all are sallying forth to gaze on the underneath of these exiles nor is there one who considers that he by a similar fortune may in the future if not indeed next be likewise o'ertaken levity not to be pardoned i deem yet it lies in man's nature thereupon answered and said the noble intelligent pastor ornament he of the town still young in the prime of his manhood he was acquainted with life with the needs of his hearers acquainted deeply imbued he was with the holy scripture's importance as they reveal man's destiny to us and man's disposition thoroughly versed besides in best of secular writings i should be loath he replied to censure an innocent instinct which to mankind by good mother nature has always been given what understanding and reason may sometimes fail to accomplish oft will such fortunate impulse that bears us resistantly with it did curiosity draw not man with its potent attraction say would he ever have learned how harmoniously fitted together worldly experiences are for first what is novel he covets then with unvarying industry follows he after the useful finally longs for the good by which he is raised and ennobled while he is young such lightness of mind as a joyous companion traces of pain-giving evil effacing as soon as tis over he is indeed to be praised who out of this gladness of temper has in his ripening years a sound understanding developed who in good fortune or ill with zeal and activity labours such a one bringeth to pass what is good and repaireth the evil then broke familiarity in the housewife impatient exclaiming tell us of what you have seen for that i am longing to hear of hardly With emphasis than the village doctor made answer can i find spirits so soon after all the scenes i have witnessed oh the manifold miseries who shall be able to tell them e'en before crossing the meadows and while we were yet at a distance saw we the dust but still from hill to hill the procession passed away out of our sight and we could distinguish but little but when at last we were come to the street that crosses the valley Great was the crowd and confusion of persons on foot and of wagons. There, alas, saw we enough of these poor unfortunates passing, and could from some of them learn how bitter the sorrowful flight was, yet how joyful the feeling of life thus hastily rescued. Mournful it was to behold the most miscellaneous chattels, all those things which are housed in every well furnished dwelling, all by the housekeeper's care set up in their suitable places, always ready for use for useful is each and important now these things to behold piled up on all manner of wagons one on the top of another as hurriedly they had been rescued over the chest of drawers where the sieve and wool covered it lying thrown in the kneading trough lay the bed and the sheets on the mirror danger alas as we learned ourselves in our great conflagration twenty years since will take from a man all power and reflection so that he grasps things worthless and leaves what is precious behind him here too with considering care they were carrying with them pitiful trash that only encumbered the horses and oxen such as old barrels and boards the pen for the goose and the bird-cage women and children too when toiling along with their bundles panting neath baskets and tubs full of things of no manner or value so unwilling is man to relinquish his meanest possession Thus on the dusty road the crowded procession moved forward, all confused and disordered. The one whose beasts were the weaker wanted more slowly to drive, while faster would hurry another. Presently went up a scream from the closely squeezed women and children, and with the yelping of dogs was mingled the lowing of cattle. Cries of distress from the aged and sick, who aloft on the wagon, heavy and thus overpacked, upon beds were sitting and swaying pressed at last from the rut and out to the edge of the highway slipped the creaking wheel the cart lost its balance and over fell in the ditch in the swing the people were flung to a distance far off into the field with horrible screams by good fortune later the boxes were thrown and fell more near to the wagon verily all who had witnessed the fall expected to see them crushed into pieces beneath the weight of trunks and of presses so lay the cart all broken to fragments and helpless people keeping their onward way the others drove hastily by them each thinking only of self and carried away by the current then we ran to the spot and found the sick and the aged those who at home and in bed could before their lingering ailments scarcely endure lying bruised on the ground complaining and groaning choked by the billowing dust and scorched by the heat of the noonday thereupon answered and said the kind-hearted landlord with feeling would that our herman might meet them and give them refreshment and clothing loath should i be to behold them the looking on suffering pains me touched by the earliest tidings of their so cruel afflictions hastily sent we a mite from out of our superabundance only that some might be strengthened and we might ourselves be made easy but let us now no longer renew these sorrowful pictures knowing how readily fear steals into the heart of us mortals and anxiety worse to me than the actual evil come with me into the room behind our cool little parlor where no sunbeam e'er shines and no sultry breath ever enters through its thickness of wool there mother will bring us a flagon of our old eighty-three with which we may banish our fancies here tis not cosy to drink the flies so buzz round the glasses thither adjourned they then and all rejoiced in the coolness carefully brought forth the mother the clear and glorious vintage cased in a well-polished flask on a waiter of glittering pewter set round with large green glasses the drinking-cups meet for the rhine wine so sat the three together about the highly waxed table gleaming and round and brown that on mighty feet was supported joyously rang at once the glasses of landlord and pastor But his motionless held the third, and sat lost in reflection, until words of good humour the landlord challenged him, saying, Come, sir neighbour, empty your glass, for God in his mercy thus far has kept us from evil, and so in the future will keep us. For who acknowledges not that since our dread conflagration, when he so hardly chastised us, he now is continually blessing, constantly shielding, as man the apple of his eye watches over." holding it precious and dear above all the rest of his members. Shall he in time to come not defend us and furnish us succour? Only when danger is nigh do we see how great is his power. Shall he this blooming town, which he once by industrious burghers, build up afresh from its ashes, and afterward, blessed with abundance, now demolish again, and bring all the labour to nothing? Cheerfully said in reply the excellent pastor, and kindly, keep thyself firm in the faith and firm abide in this temper for it makes steadfast and wise when fortune is fair and when evil furnishes sweet consolation and animates hopes the sublimest then made answer the landlord with thoughts judicious and manly often the rhine's broad stream have i with astonishment greeted as i have neared it again after travelling abroad upon business always majestic it seemed and my mind and spirit exalted but i could never imagine its beautiful banks would so shortly be to a rampart transformed to keep from our borders the frenchmen and its wide-spreading bed be a moat all passage to hinder see thus nature protects the stout-hearted germans protect us and thus protects us the lord who then will he weakly despondent weary already the combatants all indications are peaceful would it might be that when at festival ardently longed for shall in our church be observed when the sacred te deum is rising swelled by the pealing of organ and bells and the blaring of trumpets would it might be that that day should behold my herman, sir pastor standing his choice now made with his bride before thee at the altar making that festal day that through every land shall be honoured my anniversary too henceforth of domestic rejoicing but i observe with regret that the youth so efficient and active ever in household affairs when abroad is timid and backward little enjoyment he finds in going about among others nay he will even avoid young ladies society wholly shuns the enlivening dance which all young persons delight in thus he spoke and listened for now was heard in the distance clattering of horses hoofs drawing near and the roll of the wagon which with furious haste came thundering under the gateway End of chapter 1